0: To Work Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Our weekly agenda includes addressing some audience questions and taking on a few issues from the internet. But first, time for the daily stand up. Like with all meetings, we're going to fuck that agenda right up and
1: only do one of each, aren't we, Frank?
0: I think we are. This week, uh, this week is another spring vacation week. And since we've got spring break, we're a little curtailed for time, so we might go a little short. Yep. And, and do you want to part
1: the curtain a little bit and uh, reveal that you are, in fact, recording on location from somewhere far, far away?
0: Yes, I am recording on location from vacation. I am sitting in a hotel room. Recording, looking at a bed, because yeah. I have my rig set up in such a way that I'm I'm actually crouched down between two beds using uh, some linens as a uh, acoustic stop behind my recorder.
1: <laughs> now, now describe this crouch to to the audience. How? Because I've not seen the crouch. I've you sent me a picture of the setup, but not of the the crouch that you are doing whilst recording. It's cramped here, Derek. It's cramped. <laughs> Oh man, I, I am sorry that you are in, uh, I mean, I would guess a nice hotel, but, but not really one best suited for, uh, for audio
0: adventures. If I was I mean, guess. they didn't have a recording studio, so we're doing the best we can.
1: You, you have the bref- breakfast bar, pool, and then recording studio. What other amenities could there possibly be?
0: They do have some like uh work rooms here that I I contemplated going to look at, but I figured uh-huh. none of them would be worth the additional expense of me renting like a a special room.
1: Yeah, probably not good on the acoustics.
0: That's what I figured. The acoustics wouldn't be any better and that's what I'm really worried about. I don't I don't need a space for like 15 people. I just need a space for me and for you, Derek.
1: <laughs> by by the the magic of computers. I'm right there with you, Frank. I'm right there on that mound of pillows. Just look, and you can see me. I will paint you like one of my French girls. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's enough, enough meandering about. What you got for the Daily Stand-Up, Frank?
0: Well, today I wanted to talk to you, Derek, about my least favorite thing. And it's, it's topical. Uh-huh. It's a vacation activity that many people engage in. That I engaged in, and that vacation activity is camping. Wait, oh no. Yes, Derek. Oh
1: no. I you went said... outside.
0: <laughs> again.
1: I think we, we, we have started many a daily stand-up uh, in a similar way of you saying, I messed up, I went outside. Like, how many times do you have to make this same mistake before you
0: learn that we aren't meant to go outside, Frank? This is what happens when you have kids, Derek. (laughs) I knew it. I knew there was
1: a reason. I didn't want kids. I thought it was because of money, time, and selfishness. But no, really, it's just because I don't want to be outside.
0: Yeah. Uh, My son decided that he wanted to be a Boy Scout. And and being a Boy Scout involves all sorts of outdoor fun activities. Fun being in gigantic quotes here. He enjoyed himself. (laughs)
1: so the last the last time we discussed your outings with the boy scouts you went to the uh the the boy scouts jamboree and you didn't stay overnight so are you are you telling me that this this time you braved the tiny tiny tent and spent the night out there
0: that's right see he needed to get some some badges about uh uh, (laughs) camping out to get all the camping out badges (laughs) That sort of necessitates that one camps out. Generally speaking, I I think there could
1: be, there's probably a way to kind of min-max it to where you don't actually have to be outside, but I understand that it is probably in the spirit of those badges to actually go outside.
0: Oh, here's the thing. I haven't done this before. There was another parent. They had this shit figured out because this was like their youngest kid. Mm -hmm. And they showed up and like deployed some stuff from the back of the, the truck Uh Uh-huh. And then undeployed all of that stuff and went the fuck home. Wow. And that was very smart. They're like, all right, you're going to set up a tent. Why are you going to set up a tent? Because you need to set up a tent for your badge. Are we going to stay in this tent? No, we're not. You're going to take the tent right back down. (laughs) So you, they didn't even stay? No, no, no. They showed up, deployed a tent, took the tent back down. Helped set up the fire. One of the merit badges is having to cook out of doors without pots and pans. Right. So they helped set up the fire. They helped the kids do some cooking activities. Helped the kids do like a a nature hike. And then as everyone else was getting ready to turn in, they were like, night everybody. And got in the car (laughs) and went the fuck home (laughs) to the house they pay for and the bed inside that house. And I was like, God damn. I wish I was them.
1: Yeah, because this really sounds like, like I was talking about kind of min-maxing the whole badge situation, but that seems like that's exactly what they have done. Like essentially they have, they have power leveled their son. Yep. So he'll get all those badges with minimal effort. So they provide a very good service. I think that they should honestly charge for that service of power leveling uh, Boy Scouts, basically.
0: I mean, I I would pay a, a Boy Scout gold farmer.
1: All right, so, so you are out there, brave in the wilderness. You have, uh, let, let's paint the picture. Did, did you actually get to like participate in most of that stuff with the, the other family that had their shit together?
0: There was a lot of families there. And, okay. And this family actually showed up late. And, and I understand why they did what they did, because they are one of those families that there's a lot of extracurricular activities going on. Right, yeah. And this was the third boy in <laughs> Boy Scouts. <laughs>
1: they were totally over it.
0: Yeah, and so like earlier that day, apparently the kid had had a recital somewhere else in town or something, and so it was Christ. they were already pressed for time. <laughs> Isn't there some sort of like one
1: extracurricular per day limit, especially I think on a Saturday? going to have to institute
0: that rule. Yeah, unlike a Saturday, that's just like we need a little bit of of time, right? And and these folks, they don't. They're just like. All right, from 5 to 5.15, you'll be at a recital. And from 5.15 to this, we will be driving. And then here, they uh, they had their shit together, but it did not involve camping. As opposed to me, who did not have his shit together and did go camping. And that was a mistake.
1: Yeah, I saw the picture that you sent. I mean, how many square feet inside would you say, or, or cubic feet, would you say that tent had? Um, my I mean, my ballpark estimate is frank volume plus maybe two
0: yeah i mean there there was not a ton of room i could (laughs) specifically if i were laying long ways in the tent Mm -hmm. my head was at one end like touching the fabric and my feet were at the other end touching the fabric Uh uh-huh and uh that was that was about it. Like it was it was not a one man tent, but it was a one man tent when I was in that tent. And then we added my younger son.
1: Yeah, there is there's a there's the measurement of one tent or, or one man tent. Then there's the measurement of one frank tent. And those are wildly different units of measure.
0: Yeah, I think officially this is a three man tent. And I was like three man my ass. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. I mean,
0: I can't here's remember. here's the thing, Derek. Before that day, I did not own a tent. Oh. And I, in fact, do not own a tent still. So what did you do? I rented a tent. <laughs> did you know that's a thing you could do, Derek?
1: I did not know that you could rent a tent.
0: That's a thing that you can do. I was, I was bemoaning the fact that I was going to have to go out and buy a tent. And Britta was like, why don't you just rent one? And I was like, that's a, what? That's like, from,
1: from where? Like, like an outfitter store or what? Like Yeah, like where one, do
0: of, you... one of the 5,376 outdoor outfitter <laughs> stores that we have <laughs> in Birmingham, Alabama, because everybody wants to be outside for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Never understood it. So weird to me.
0: And, it, you know, like, the, the Crunchy Granola kids there were very helpful. They, they brought, you know, a tent and a couple of other accoutrements. That I had rented some thermal sleeping uh, pads and such because it, it
1: was a like for the area like it was a fairly
0: cool night like it was like what in the forties? Oh no, it was not in the forties, Derek. The forties were a distant memory that I could see on the horizon. <laughs> it started off the day. The day never got above fifty. We arrived, and and again. I'm unfortunate in that I do things very often by what I'm told, because I don't know any better. And so they said, show up afternoon." Okay. okay. So I showed up afternoon, and it was just me and the hardcores. Oh. You know, the people that are really into this shit. Right. And everybody else <laughs> who had good fucking sense decided <laughs> to show up a good three or four hours right. later. Because they showed up at
1: like four or five o'clock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, why the hell would I want to spend the entirety of my goddamn day camping? And there I was. We you know, we arrived, Johnny on the spot. We set up the tent. We got the sleeping bags in the tent. And yeah. and so we get that all set up. And I had bought myself a camp chair. And, and that was sort of the saving grace. I had been to the camperee earlier. Uh-huh. And right. I did not have a camp chair. And I saw that many of the other parents, having done this before, had camp chairs. Right. And so they would get to, like, wherever, fold out their chair and have a seat. Whereas my right. happy ass stood there for the better part of 10 hours, and I'm like, this oh. is not fun.
1: No. And with, with the camp chair, like, it, it can fold up and fold out pretty easily. So, I mean, you, you, I really don't know why we don't use it more often for just general purposes. Like, if you're going to, like, a, a movie or something like that, and you're waiting outside, just, like, Just pop out the chair and you're good to go. You really just have to be the first one to start the trend. I think that that definitely could catch on just just by the sheer practicality of it. Guess who has a camp chair in their trunk now, Derek? All the time. Because you never know when you're going to want to not be standing
0: somewhere else. I rented the tent and I looked (laughs) at the chair and went, that, that I might use again. I'm going to go ahead and purchase one of those for me for later.
1: So let, let me ask this. Uh, I know that I am challenged by some of some of the numbers on the side of the the boxes for the camp chairs. Uh, they say maximum weight, 250 pounds, which that's cool that two thirds of me can sit on that chair. Did you happen to buy one of the, the hardier ones or are you just gambling?
0: Oh boy. No, I... I looked at, at some of the normal chairs that they uh-huh. built for regular people who are not Frank-sized. Uh-huh. And I was like, these are for normal people who constrain to human proportions. <laughs> and I could just see, you know, this is made of, like, aluminum sticks. Uh-huh. And with enough <laughs> pressure, they would. say, given a sudden camp chair collapse malfunction. Uh-huh. They become aluminum spears, or <laughs> <Right?
1: laughs> at worst, aluminum suppositories, which
0: is not yeah. a good look. Not great. And I decided this is not how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tragic camping chair accident.
1: So, what chair did you end up end up getting?
0: Oh, I got I've got like a special big and tall chair, and yeah, it, it was great. It worked perfectly. It looked like everybody else's chair, except it was 20% bigger in every dimension, which <laughs> tracks. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, and it was made of uh, m- much hardier stuff than aluminum.
0: Oh, yeah. It wasn't aluminum cans. You know, yeah. It's a little bit heavier, but hey, I'm a big guy. I can carry a couple of po- pounds more than everybody else. Like <laughs> That's fine. Everybody else's chair was like, it weighs four and a half ounces. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, that, that brings up a good point. Like, nothing that is quote-unquote lightweight will ever be able to support me or you. Yeah. There, there's a minimum amount of, like, material that has to be contained in a product in order to 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 seat us so like those super lightweight stuff that'll never be for us and i think we need to accept that
0: yeah there's kind of two brands of thought in the outdoor equipment and one is the super lightweight so that you can pack more shit when you're going to have to hump it across 15 miles of open desert which i understand and then there's the rugged (laughs) so lightweight no that's a bad word Uh uh-huh rugged rugged (laughs) is a word i like
1: (laughs) which means it can take punishment and keep going
0: Exactly. Which like, this very thing can accurately, go through hell.
1: yeah, accurately describes uh, any seats <laughs> that I use.
0: I like my equipment to be rugged. <laughs> so we're there, and, uh-huh. and I'm I'm me at the best of days. So we had packed some water bottles so that we could get water from the water source that was available. Uh huh. I also realized that I had a trunk that had a 12-pack of LaCroix waters. (laughs) I'm not saying I was sitting there in a camp chair watching the children build a bonfire while I read a book and sipped a LaCroix. (laughs) You, You bourgeoisie motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Every once in a while, I'd lick a finger, turn the page. <laughs> oh, that does paint
1: a pretty picture. Did you offer any of the LaCroix to other people, or did you just hoard them
0: all for yourself? Derek, they, they <laughs> wanted to go camping. They wanted the camping experience. Who am I to take that away from them? You are so good to them, Frank but it was it was quite a bit of fun the kids made food they made a campfire they had campfire songs and then then we went to bed uh-huh and this is where that that other family had really outdone me they had <sighs> they had brought the game and i did not understand what the game was until it was too late because during the day it had never rose above 50 degrees uh-huh And I can sit in a camp chair and sip a LaCroix in 50-degree weather and be okay. Right. Right. That's fine. It's Uh, crisp, but you're fine. When we woke up the next morning in our tent, I pulled off the rainfly, and I was like, how did we get sand under the rainfly? Oh my god, was it frost? It was frost. Ice crystals had formed (laughs) under the rainfly, inside the tent. Then Liam unzipped himself from his bag and inside his sleeping bag, he had sort of ducked under and so his breath had condensed inside his sleeping bag and Uh, turned to frost.
1: uh, Frank, do you understand that, that through all the mistakes that you have made, the only saving grace you had was that your enormous form was exothermic enough to provide just enough heat so your son didn't die of hypothermia.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's I have served my purpose as a parent. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. But luckily we had a father-son bonding experience. And in the car on the way home, I said, did you have fun, son? And he said, I did, Dad. I had a lot of fun. And I said, good. That was the purpose. And also that's the last fucking time I'm doing that. <laughs> So if you want to go camping again, I suggest you find some friends that want to go camping. <laughs> That's what I'm
1: about to say. Like, at some point, like, the responsibility shifts from the parent to, like, the friends to, to you know, put up with the dumb shit that you decide to do. Yeah, he can find some wilderness friend—well, no, not friends, like, in the wilderness, but, like, other similar age— <laughs>
0: Where did you find these kids? This one, I think, he's, he's an extra hairy kid. I mean, I'm hairy, but this kid takes the cake. Oh, God, it's a bear! <sighs> uh,
1: don't, fr- don't find friends in the in the woods, kids. All right, you want to get to a question?
0: Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's staying in.
1: That's some good foley. No,
0: no you need to cut that. <laughs> Think of all the shit that I cut for you, Derek. That's true. That's true. Audience question. I work in an office with hundreds of people, and I know the names of most of the people I interact with on a regular basis. There is one person, however, that I have been on a project with for a couple of months and was never introduced to, and now I feel that it's too late to ask her name. I'm eventually going to have to refer to her directly, and it's taken a lot of effort to avoid doing so already. How can I learn my coworker's name without embarrassing myself? What's my out here? From Handles Are Hard in Huntsville. Oh no. Oh no. Man. <laughs> and here's, here's the problem. I know this pain. Uh-huh. I know this pain because I go through this pain all the time. Because I'm not good with names. Right. Or human interaction.
1: Well, but I, I mean, there is a difference between like, like forgetting people's names. Because if, if people know that you are forgetful and that like you don't remember anybody's name because it's unimportant to you, like that sets up like a way to get around it. Like, but I try not to reveal my hand.
0: Derek, I right. try not to show my hand so that everybody knows that I'm a monster and I just don't care. Like if that were just common knowledge, it would make my job harder.
1: So in your case, like you just have to have somebody, like one person on the team that knows that you're like that, so they can kind of like whatever De Bergerac, or Sereno
0: De Bergerac, yeah,
1: Sereno De Bergerac, uh, you their names, and and it's all well and fine. If this person is normally good with names and they've never learned this person's name, they're in what I like to call a pickle. I don't call See, it. That. See, I don't know that's why. That's actually I
0: why I keep an extroverted person around me, Derek. <laughs> that extroverted person knows that I'm a monster and I'm not going to re- remember anyone's name, and so they do helpful things like, "Hey, Frank, it's Cindy," and I'll be like, "Yeah, I know Cindy." I
1: mean that is a very valuable service that that people provide for you. Um, I mean even me who like i am I am a people person, but like there are only so many names I can keep in my head. There are a lot of Michaels, like there are a lot of Steves, and so like eventually... My brain, it's kind of like whenever you're marking too many answers on a Scantron, and they're all like A, 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 A. It's like, well, the sixth one can't be A, can it? So it's like, I'm pretty sure that guy's named Steve, but there's a whole lot of fucking Steves. Is he Steve? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. But no, this, this, this scenario is an absolute nightmare. I mean, it combines several things that, that I hate to do, like making somebody feel like I don't value them, Asking somebody an uncomfortable question, there's, there's nothing good about that. Um, I mean, I guess there are, there are far more uncomfortable questions. I'm not saying <laughs> it is the most uncomfortable question you could ask somebody.
0: Just saying. Listen, I know we've known each other for months, <laughs> but what's your name again? That's, that's a bad look, Frank. It's a look I've had multiple times. Sometimes, I will say, sometimes all the tricks that I have in my book don't work and i have to just fall back on this is going to be uncomfortable but it needs to get done <laughs> and i will say <laughs> i'm
1: sorry it just struck me that that can be like a mantra for like everything for us like
0: oh yeah no that's that's how i live my life Derek. that's going into this is uncomfortable but it's going to have to get done is just i need that above my door <laughs>
1: That tattooed on the inside of my eyelids—that applies to so many things. <laughs> I
0: didn't mean to derail. That just—I just had a, a, an epiphany. See, I'm, I'm thinking a good solution for this is you're gonna have to fake somebody's birthday. Okay. <laughs> and then you get a card. Uh huh. And you have everybody sign the card, and you just hope that she has legible handwriting. Okay. Yes.
1: Should you pretend that it is going to be their birthday and have everybody sign it? There there's a good chance that somebody's gonna write legibly enough that, that you get ah, the right you're name.
0: Increasing the odds, I
1: like it. Right. That increases your odds of getting one that's legible. Now, that is risky because somebody else may know that it's not her birthday. They might know that it's not her
0: birthday, but there's also the sticky wicket of how do you describe that it's this person's birthday without using their Ooh, name to everybody else? Yeah, that's it, a bad it's look. It's going to look a little weird if you're like, hey, it's the girl that sits over there's <laughs> birthday. You know, the one, <laughs> the one. with the hair I and the face. I don't know their name, but I know it's their birthday.
1: You know what? You just poked well, a hole. Well, then you've showed
0: your hand, too. You've, you've said, I don't know their name. And, and this is a shame that you want to keep secret in your soul, right? So, so the card thing, you have just scuttled my plan for sure. So I do think
1: that you have to, you have to fake a birthday, but you have to make it somebody It's like, oh, Barbara in accounting uh, on the third floor, it's her birthday next week. And we're just passing around this card. There can't be a Barbara on the the third floor. Like you have to completely make up somebody. Barbara Williams or Barbara Smith?
0: That's what you don't want to hear.
1: Yeah. A lot of holes in this plan here, Frank.
0: All right, it's maybe not the best plan. Hmm. Um, we could start a game of My Name Is. Uh huh. And then you you just start it. You say, "All right, let's play a game, guys. My name is Frank Eastman," and then everybody can go around the circle playing the game. So, okay, it's really, it's really kind of transparent, though. <laughs> okay,
1: so I'll I'll transform it a little bit. I I think you're heading in the right direction, but instead of just like everybody saying their name, they could do the. You know, Frank, Frank, Bobank, Banana, Fana, Fofank, Me, My, Mo, Mank, Frank. And people are going to get into that. Like, it's kind of like the wave of the baseball game. You start you start that and then point at somebody and then they're going to do
0: it. And then you just kind of go around until everybody's had a turn. I don't know, Derek. This, this makes you the fun person in the office, doesn't it? Like, suddenly you have not only solved the problem, you've adopted a whole new persona. Uh-huh. You're the kind of guy that just <laughs> stands up in the middle of the workday And starts doing the name game.
1: So what I'm hearing is that I I have to choose between two things. Either being somebody who is abhorrent that nobody likes. Or I have to be the person that, that forgot somebody's name.
0: It's never easy, Derek. It's never easy when you commit office sins.
1: Yeah. I mean, so if we were to rewind time, roll back time... And if I
0: could turn back time, if we could, if we could go
1: back in time to when the beginning of the sin first started, like what, what's the longest amount of time you can go being on somebody's team and not knowing their name? When does it get weird?
0: I mean, it's it's an almost infinite amount of time that you can go. Okay. Well, why do you say that? Because that's how I usually do it, Derek. I never <laughs> learn everybody's name. I don't know why. I mean, I, for reasonable people. I don't know why the fuck I ask you things, Frank. This is... So you're, we're trying to decide how far back, like how long can they have been on the team? Because you you, I don't know if you want to go back to the last possible minute. You don't want to come busting out of the back room like a wild-haired <laughs> Doc Brown. <laughs> think,
1: oh my God. Oh.
0: Bellowing, ask her name.
1: I wasn't... What is your
0: name? I wasn't literally saying
1: like, let's actually go back and let's time travel to, to do that.
0: The key, I think the key is you have to start a signature book for your team day oh,
1: one. Oh, okay. So like a guest book.
0: Exactly. When anybody joins the team, you have to pull out a guest book and be like, Hey, everybody signs the guest book for the team so that we don't have anybody who, you know, goes six or seven months without learning somebody on the team's name and then has to ask a really embarrassing question and reveal that. Like that monster, Derek. <laughs> No, works in this office somewhere else.
1: So, a that is wildly practical and not even remotely appropriate for the show. Two, that would not happen to me because I would basically go to my email group and I would see who is on the email and do a process of elimination. So, as long as there's only one name that I don't know, I'm gonna find that fucking person. So, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you were actually the person, Derek. I'm just saying I was going to blame it on you because that's how I roll. Both could be
1: equally as likely, Frank. Anyway, let's get to an issue from the internet. Let's do it. I'm sorry that I was so demanding about that, Frank. I, I should have asked you if we could go to an issue from the internet, but I thought you'd be okay with it. You know, Derek, consent is important. It, it absolutely is in all things. And I robbed you of your agency. And I'm sorry.
0: Let's let's try this again. We okay. should model good behavior.
1: This is true. Frank, would it be acceptable if we went to an issue from the internet?
0: You have my enthusiastic yes, Derek. That's that's
1: good. This issue is titled, Is It Normal That My Coworkers at a Fitness Company Criticize My Food Choices? By Namalom. Namalom. I'm going to criticize their name choices. I agree with that. I was granted an H-1B visa, United States, and was able to get hired after about a year. During the interview, I thought the company looked amazing as they were a fitness company and and promote a healthy lifestyle in the workplace. Since joining, I feel like there was a lot that I didn't see between the lines during the interviews. We have an open lunch period, but I've learned that people prefer to eat their meals on some sort of schedule. Similarly, it's very similar stuff ranging from protein shakes to plain boiled chicken because of the strange lunch timing, it's difficult for me to join them. And when I do, people make comments about how I'm ruining my quote, macros, unquote. Uh, In parentheses, I say, I just eat Marie Callender pot pies. (laughs)
0: Whatever your macro targets are, fuck man, Marie Calendar will blow blow now. Oh, dude, (laughs) I forgot about
1: that because I like that's a special kind of like not giving two shits about your diet. Whew. Anyway, uh, there's also wildly snide remarks about some sort of syrup in my soda, which I don't quite understand. The last real incident aside from snide remarks was the time I brought some Cheetos to an office party to find out that everyone brought vegetarian plates or veggie plates and proceeded to throw the Cheetos away
0: <laughs>
1: and mocked it. Uh, recently, I've been trying to acclimate to these changes, and so far nothing else has happened, but I find it quote, different, quote, unquote, from my normal lifestyle. I want to know if these social pressures are normal
0: and if it's reasonable for me to try to fit in. <laughs> the thing I want to know is where do you get an H-1B visa from that you eat like an American trash person? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's part of the, the test, Frank. They have to learn or that they have to know
1: that you eat like a, an American garbage person.
0: I was I was expecting them to be like you know I come to this country and I bring the traditional foods from my homeland and <laughs> these douche nozzles are all ragging on the high fat content or whatever right No, you're eating Marie Calendar pot pie <laughs> and Cheetos <laughs> and guzzling full sugar Coke products. I would
1: assume that it's some sort of like Mountain Dew.
0: The fact that you're here on a visa is completely irrelevant because apparently you were already well Americanized <laughs> before you arrived. You but you begun your training a long time ago to be an American. Like, I've wanted to move to America all my life. I have been eating as the <laughs> Americans do, nothing but fast food <laughs> Cheetos and full sugar sodas.
1: Oh, I mean, we laugh, but like that's a that's a legitimate training regimen. <laughs> like, and it's not that it's like inexpensive. Like like that is an expensive training regimen. 10 Marie calendar pot pies a day. That'll set you back.
0: Oh yeah, that's not cheap.
1: I mean, y- the good thing is is that you won't have to do it for very long because you'll die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a sad reality that like in some countries where they haven't had American fast food, American fast food arrives. Uh-huh. And everybody gets horribly fat in short order. And I am not a fat-shaming person because I am fat. I'm just saying, like, we're running a pretty good experiment here. If suddenly everybody develops diabetes about, you know, two years after the KFC opens up, I think we can draw some conclusions about what, what the dietary risks are.
1: Well, just let's not sugarcoat it here. Like that's 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 for real. Or let's
0: because that's the American way.
1: But no, like like so. So this person comes in eating like a garbage person. My my first question is why the hell would they be
0: attracted to a fitness company? I imagine it's because they weren't American enough to know that with fitness often comes being an overbearing douchebag. <laughs> And so they thought they could just work out and lead an active lifestyle and be really into, I don't know, cycling or lifting or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then eat, you know, whatever without people feeling it necessary that they comment on and or take that person's food and throw it in the trash. This amount of naivety is, it's something to be admired.
1: Because, like, any person that's spent any time around people who, like, not normal fitness people, but, like, the people who have made it the core part of their personality, one single Cheeto is enough to get you completely ostracized uh, from a, a dinner table. But a, a bag of Cheetos and a mountain of Marie Callender hot, hot uh, pot pies, that's going to get you made fun of, for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worth doing that you can't be a smug asshole about it. Like, you just have to feel superior. Otherwise, why do it? Why work out if you can't feel superior to everyone who doesn't work out? Why eat healthy if you can't feel superior to everyone who doesn't eat healthy? It's got a ring to it.
1: (laughs) I get it. I'm just saying. I get it. So I, I think what this person needs to do is that they should not feel bad. Other people should not be able to make them feel bad for the bad choices that they make. Like everyone else is responsible for their own diet, and nobody should make you feel like shit for like you know working whor- down that box of Twinkies on the subway. Like if you want to, <laughs> if you want to do that, stand in your truth. But what he, what they need to. Th- do I feel is I think they need to, to get somebody else that they know can share in their garbage person qualities and get them hired as well and start a chain reaction uh, eventually they would outnumber the, the lift and, uh, and and protein bros and maybe then they the, the protein bros would be the, in the minority
0: Richard and Laura love working out but they also love taking a beer bong and filling it completely to the top with nerds candy <laughs> Oh, wow.
1: Oh, just hearing that I got diabetes. This is a fitness company and people may see, I don't know, like a company photo or something. (laughs) And if you're producing like fitness, fitness gear and stuff like that, and everybody at your company uh, shares the same physical attributes as your two portly hosts here, that may not be the good look for your fitness product. (laughs)
0: I don't know, Derek. I think honestly, I think if we were the if we were the poster children for some sort of fitness product, I think it would probably sell because unfortunate truth, we look like more Americans than we don't. This is true. There are a lot of people that are are caught up in the diet and exercise industrial complex where they're made to feel bad about themselves and then Spend a lot of time and money trying to feel better about themselves by uh, attempting to attain some standard of of weight and size and shape. And but a lot of us, a lot of us like Cheetos, Derek. This is very true. And can't we have a world where we can like Cheetos and deadlifts?
1: I mean, I I think so. And if nothing else, the thing is, there always has to be somebody to fill out the role of the before picture. In all those weight loss ads, like (laughs) that's an important role that somebody has to fill or, or like I could be on a fitness ad and says, if you think he's
0: fat now, you should have seen him before he started the program. (laughs) Mine. I just want to say he puts the burp in (laughs) burping. I can dig that. Oh. But we haven't we haven't solved this problem, Derek. We haven't solved what should they do? We've already we've shamed the shamer, uh huh, which is what we do, right? But what should <laughs> what they, did do? they do? All right, here's what here's what, here's what we do. Here's what we do.
1: We say uh, this this person needs to say that they are pitching a new a new protein product that is that is guaranteed or your money back to get you fat gains. And really what it is is that they take milk and they add Marie calendar pot pies to it (laughs) and then they grind it up Um, and then they blend it and put it into, to bottles uh, that say like um, um,
0: John's savory gainer shake.
1: There we go. (laughs) Savory gainer shakes Uh, and start, start giving them out for free and say you're doing a test run of them. Um, you know, it would help if you work in the R and D department might be a little bit more believable. Um, but you start passing these out and before long, like all of your coworkers will start to see some, some fat gains. I mean, they will be fat gains instead of actual like muscle, but they will be sick gains.
0: I love this plan, Derek. And I'm thinking (laughs) you get, you just have to, you have to rebrand a lot of these products. They're not Cheetos. Uh-huh. They're extra crispy carrot substitutes. <laughs> the thing is, like, you're not wrong. I mean, I feel like
1: <laughs> I feel somehow like morally I, I, I'm morally required to say that doesn't that doesn't feel right. <laughs> oh. Uh okay, so so Cheetos are the carrot replacement. Mountain Dew is
0: what the energy dense water
1: replacement like what
0: yep that's what I, I, i'm loving it energy dense electrolyte replacement i'm sure there's there's an electrolyte in mountain dew one somewhere i'm sure oh <laughs> uh, i
1: mean nothing says you worked out hard like day glow fucking yellow sweat <laughs> I, mean, I mean people always say that you have that glow about you after you work out in this case it will be literal
0: you know, they've got the they've got the Gatorades where you're supposed to do the before and then there's the replenish Gatorade that you take after. Uh-huh. You've had a big workout. And ours is just ranch dressing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will have you know that like I for a second I was lost in the fiction and then you said ranch dressing and my mind like a big gulp <laughs> full of ranch dressing and I nearly gagged. Like <laughs> I I literally had to suppress
0: a, a gag reflex. Healthy whole eggs, some of that good cider vinegar. Okay. Mix them together uh-huh. for long enough. It's just mayo. <laughs> it's a new supplement. <laughs> it's every everything's branding, Derek. I think we can do this. We can make Lyft Bros buy <laughs> all the best food. We can't call it unhealthy food, Derek. We no, have to no, no. call it the best food, the healthiest food. I think a big a big catchword now is clean. These are clean fats, Derek. <laughs> if, it's, if it's free range, cage-free <laughs> cage, cage free eggs and cider vinegar <laughs> and avocado oil, that's, that's all health foods. We've just blended them together into a health food mayonnaise. Well, when you say it
1: like that, it would be irresponsible for us not to to get this to the people
0: antibiotic-free, free-range, cageless, organic chicken breast coated in artisan whole wheat flour and deep-fried. I think you you may have lost the plot right there because you didn't spin deep-fried hard enough. Wait, no, no. Dry-cooked in a bath of pure... You say dry-cooked in a bath? Those, those are oxymorons. You got to try again. No, no, fry, frying is a dry-cooking method, Derek.
1: How? How? How?
0: Because the oil doesn't penetrate the food the same way the water does. Uh, Oh,
1: okay. So, like, like wet would be, like, boiling or Steaming, boiling. Yeah. Uh, Okay.
0: All right. Continue. That's fine. I'm just, I'm trying to think of it. I think you can fry in coconut oil. Uh Uh-huh. Coconut oil's good. Everybody loves coconut oil. So, yeah, yeah. So, we deep fry. We, no, dry cook in a bath of 100% organic, unfractionated... (laughs) Coconut oil. You see, here's the here's the problem, Frank. You are too good at this, Derek. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make tendos and ranch into health <laughs> food. Okay. I mean, I'm in. I'm in for a penny and for a pound. I'm doing the
1: Lord's work here. The, the problem is now that I I kind of want fried chicken.
0: Well, you already know how to sell it as a health snack. So whatever my doctor says, Jesus
1: Christ, you have gained forty pounds in a week. I will say, <laughs> I've just been I've been eating health food. You want to punch the clock? Let's punch the clock, Derek. All right, before we go, please send us your questions. We need them. We like them. Mm, questions? Nope, nope, nope. I don't All care right, if you're was in a hotel week. room by yourself. No, yeah, that's
0: that was last week. That is
1: come and gone. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com
0: forward slash wlicast and become a patron. Get some cool shit. You could be a patron of the arts. This is definitely an art. Probably not.
1: If finger does finger painting count as art?
0: I think it does. If finger painting counts as art, so does this. Yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Carry on, uh, patron of, patron the, of arts. the arts.
1: Uh, get some cool shit: uh, stickers, buttons, t-shirts. Uh, now we have these little like press-on like uh, decals for windows that aren't stickers, so they're not gonna like fuck up your windows, which is pretty cool. My Kia Soul is about to have one tomorrow. We just got them in, so uh, look out for those. Oh, boss. Yeah, you don't get one. They're for the people that matter, Frank. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. That's fine. Uh, Also check out our website, wlacast.com. You can find links to social media, merch store, um, and anything that that we find that is work-life balance related, we will let you know. Uh, And please do us a solid and tell someone you know about the show. Getting more listeners and growing our audience will only mean good things for the show. So do your part and spread the word.
0: Tell everybody. This has been the work life and balance podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you.
1: I really, I just want to blend up a bunch, a bunch of fucking pot pies.
0: <laughs> that's nothing to do. Derek, like, the only thing that's stopping you is you I think and the laws of God and nature. I was about to say
1: laws of god nature and of man i'm pretty sure that if you buy more than 10 marie calendar pot pies at one time you get put on a list really it's a
0: sui- it's a suicide watch to be uh, i honest. was gonna say they just stop and they're like are you okay sir is everything okay <laughs> no no i'm not i'm gonna go home and blend these up i can't stop myself